Hey friend, welcome back to Bible Tract Echoes. I'm Mike McCurry. Thank you so much for joining me as we conclude our week together. Grab your Bibles, go to the book of Mark chapter number four. As you do so, let me tell you about a gospel tract. I have in my hand one called The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. How could we waste our lives? Well, without giving our lives to Christ, no matter what you live for, if you don't have Christ as the center, you will live a wasted life. We're not just talking, we're not talking about people specifically that maybe have difficult circumstances, lower income. No, no, friend, you can be living in the penthouse suite. You can have VP as your title at your Fortune 500 company, but you can absolutely waste your life because you're not focused on that which is he who is the most important. If you'd like to, you can go to BibleTracksInc.org and order some of these gospel tracts for free. It's called The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. BibleTracksInc.org. We'd love to send you some today. We're in the book of Mark, chapter number four. We are going to conclude our thought in this chapter. The book of Mark, chapter number four. We're going to read verses number 34 down through 41 just to give us the context, review where we came from earlier this this week. Remember, in this chapter, Jesus, robed in human flesh, 100% man and 100% God, is giving parables. The parable of the sower. He talks about uh, the mustard seed and all of these different types of parables. And he says, the Bible says, that he spoke to them with many such parables. And then, after the crowds went away, we get to verse number 34. But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. And the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him. Now, we've talked about the facts. We go back to the beginning of our thought this, uh, from the beginning of this week, realize Jesus was very likely drained. This has been a very long day when the even was come on the same day, verse number 35 tells us. But you realize that even while he was tired, he still loved his disciples. Jesus loves little children, all the children of the world. And I'm so thankful that that includes me as well. He gave the direction. He knew what was coming. He told them, we're going to get in the boat. We're going to go to the other side. He knew in his perfect uh, God qualities, he knew what was coming. And yet he still directed them there. We would be wise to depend on who he is. Of course, the situation was dire. We have these great fishermen, people that know these waters, deft fishermen, but yet they still 
They chickened out. They got scared. They thought they were going to die. I, I'm not saying I would do any better. I would have been, uh, what, what do they say? When in trouble or in doubt, run in circles, scream and shout. That would have been me very quickly as the storm began to arise. But Jesus is dreaming in the back side of the boat. He's sleeping there. They dared to question Christ's love. In verse number 38, they wake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And then we get to where we are today. Christ demonstrated his power. Mark chapter 4, verse 39, the Bible says, And he arose, Jesus did, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Notice the order here. He rebuked the wind first and said unto the sea. Of course, you realize that if he rebuked the wind and the wind ceased immediately, the, the ocean, or should I say the sea, the Sea of Galilee, would have still had momentum. It still would have been rocking and rolling for all a good long while. But he also didn't just calm the sea and leave the wind to whip it back up into a froth. No, he did things in a perfect order. He rebuked the wind and then said to the water itself, to the sea, peace, be still. The waves were only a problem because of the wind. I'm so glad we serve a God that not only deals with the foundational issues, he's also kind enough. He's also caring enough. He's also compassionate enough that he will deal with the symptoms as well. You know, I, I'm amazed by the fact that I can put myself in such dire circumstances. I can cause myself such heartache and peace and lack of peace of mind. And all the while, as soon as I turn to him, I can be a prodigal, maybe only, only in my own mind, but I, f I finally turn to him. I may be trying to accomplish problems myself, trying to fix things and circumstances of life myself, but as soon as I give it up and say, God, I'm giving it over to you, not only does he come running, not only does he instantly, is he instantly there, but he deals with the root of the problem. I'm thankful for that, but I'm so very grateful that he also deals with the symptoms. There are times when we injure ourselves, spiritually speaking, and we give ourselves scars. And sometimes those scars of sin will bear them for a lifetime. It could well be the case. But he is the balm of Gilead. He is still so very kind to help us in so many different ways. Let's continue on here. Realize in verse number 40 and 41, we're just about to be done here. Notice how these disciples are in disbelief. Verse number 40, he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? It almost sounds here, they, see, they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man? It almost sounds like they were more scared of him than they were of the storm. You know, it does make me think, though, if we loved God more than we loved moping around in worry, if we respected his power more than we enjoyed being in an emergency. You say, I don't enjoy being in an emergency. There's, there's some people, and I can do it myself, too. We like it 
when there are bad times because it puts the attention on us. We have a prayer request to tell everyone, and we're not going to slap at that too hard today, but sometimes we persist in living in bad and dire circumstances because we don't know any other way. Because we so seldom, so little trust him. We don't love him. We never will love him as much as he loves us, but we don't love him enough to come out of that which we are struggling with. I know it sounds counterintuitive, counterproductive most certainly, but I hope that you are not in disbelief of how good God is and will be in your life. What manner of man is this? Well, let me answer that. He is the creator himself. He is wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. He's everything. He's our shepherd. He's our mediator. When was the last time that God so moved in your heart and mind in your life that you just had to say, what a God I serve? I hope it's happened recently for you. You know, there's a song you may not know. It's called Master, the Tempest is Raging. Part of the chorus says this. I want you to tune your ears and listen as I share it with you. I won't sing it with you. I won't put you through that drudgery. But listen as I recite it for you. Whether the wrath of the storm-tossed sea, or demons, or men, or whatever it be, no waters can swallow the ship where lies the master of ocean and earth and skies. They all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace be still. Peace be still. I hope you trust him today. I hope you would trust him enough to say, along with Jesus, peace be still. It's amazing the God that we serve. I hope you never take for granted how good it is that we have such an amazing God. As we continue in these broadcasts, it's amazing to me how many of you listen. And I want to encourage you to continue listening. Maybe if you have a question for you, or maybe if you have a specific topic that you'd like us to talk about, maybe a question for me about this ministry, Bible Tracks Incorporated, and this radio broadcast, Bible Tract Echoes, I'd love to hear from you. You can text me. I'll give you my cell number. You can text me at this number. Are you ready? 309-316-7240. Again, that number is, you ready? Here we go. We'll give it to you nice and slow so you can write it down. It's 309-316-7240. I began this week by inviting you to our open house. I'd love to see you in person. Just had someone else, RSVP, say that they're coming September 30th in Odell, Illinois. If you need more information, I'll give you that text number one more time, just in case I've piqued your interest. We're going to have, Lord willing, some smoked chicken. It was phenomenal this past year. I'm, I'm looking forward to this event. Yes, so I can see you folks, but I'm looking forward to that smoked chicken. Uh, it's going to be a great time. In all seriousness, though, I'd love to see you there. September 30th, it's a Saturday from 1 until 5 p.m. We have a special guest with us. Lord willing, we may even record some of this very radio broadcast, these are the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, live with a studio audience. We'd love to see you there if it works out. Join us, please, September 30th. One more time, let me give you that cell number. You can text me if you have questions. You ready? 309 3 
1-6-7-2-4-0. Now we have one minute left in this week of broadcasts. We'll join it. You, Lord willing, will join us next week as we pick it back up. But let me encourage you, if you would, to depend on who he is. God is good all the time because God is God all the time. He can't help but be good because that's just who he is. Let me encourage you, friend, to trust in him. And if you have questions about our ministry or you would like to order some of our gospel tracks that we put out for free around the world, go to BibleTracksInc.org. BibleTracksInc.org. And in just a moment, our announcer is going to come on and tell you all about how you can contact us. Thanks so much for listening today. My prayer, as always, is simply this that you have a great day, and or should I say weekend, for His glory. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in next week. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309 828 6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.